Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord is- show. Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're F and F. Like, really, is this the level that you sung to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, 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 welcome to Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, have a seat, have a seat. Right. Too kind, thank you. All right, this week, we have a really good show for you. Um, we have a extra long interview. I talked to our guest for over an hour, I think. Um, had a really good time talking. I don't know, maybe I'm lonely. Maybe he's lonely. Maybe we're all lonely. Now, um, this week, the guest is Cameron Smith. Um... When I first met Cameron, he was um, singing in War Party, and he also um, ran an outfit called Low Life. Um, I don't know if it was records, or I should have asked him. Anyways, Low Life, and then those dreamy sounds, and together they merged and became Dreamy Life at some point. And so um, eventually War Party kind of dissolved, and... Cameron was doing some solo stuff like uh, under the name of Sir Duda. And now he's doing something called Cameron Smith and the Slings. And so I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit um, with him, how he went from here to there and everything in, in between. And, you know, we talked about all kinds of good stuff. It's a fun interview. Um, I like Cameron. You'll be able to tell in the interview. Um, he's super easy to talk to. Uh, and um, it was cool. It, it's always cool to talk to Cameron. So I don't want to make the intro too long because, like I said, I like to try to keep um, – well, my intention always is to have the interview 30 to 45 minutes. And if I'm not really familiar with the guest or I don't have a personal relationship, I guess, of sorts um, or working relationship or whatever with someone, then you know, 30, 45 minutes is easy. Um, but when I talk to some people that I've known for – a while it's really easy to talk for well over an hour so um instead of doing a bunch of new songs and then cameron smith song with the interview i'm just going to do um an old song for more party and a new song from cameron smith with cameron smith interview in the middle so i hope that's cool hope everybody had a good weekend holiday weekend if you got to have three days off in a row like i did which i never get to um Hope you enjoyed yourself. We had a really good time. We went to Airfield Falls today. Um, the little, you know, the little waterfalls over in Westworth Village. We had a good time. Took, took a little walk. Took the dog out there. It was nice. Had some ice cream at, uh, at Dairy Queen. So it was a good Memorial Day for us. We grilled this evening. So, you know, it's cool. There's a lot of stuff I um, was thinking I was going to talk about, whether it's the impeachment or the mayor's reading list or the stars or whatever it is um but we're not going to do that we're just going to go straight into the music into the interview hope everybody has a good week so check out cameron smith um on Bandcamp. if you haven't heard war party you should go back and listen to some old war party records check out Serduta records check out some of his other solo stuff man he has demos he has covers he has all kinds of all kinds of cool music that you can check out but 
we talk about this next song um, in the interview. I'd already had the song picked out because it's probably the first song by War Party that I really liked. Um, it was one of my early favorites in general in the local scene. It's called Wait. And it's funny because, you know, when did you hear it, it, he sings like it's W-A-I-T. But the title is W period, E period, I period, G period, H period, T, like an acronym. And I asked him if it was an acronym for anything. He's like, no, he just thought it looked cool. So it always kind of threw me for a loop because it's spelt one way, like an acronym, but it's not an acronym. And it's saying like, wait, W-A-I-T. Anyways, I love the song. I think it's great. So we're going to start off with wait, get into the interview, and then we're going to um, finish it out with a song called Real Love by Cameron Smith. Just him and his acoustic guitar. I think it's one of the new ones that he's coming out with. And when you hear it next, you'll probably hear it with a full band. Um, here we go. Wait by War Party. Ring, ring. 
Hello. Hey, Cameron. Hey, it's Jeff. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, we went out and saw you last. I guess it was a week ago. This today, huh? At um, Amplify oh, yeah. One Seven at Tulips. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good show. So yeah, that you have a new band. Um, is it Cameron Smith and the Slings, or is the band called the Slings? Yeah, it's Cameron Smith and the Slings. Because uh, it, it's kind of it's a different. Well, I mean, uh, it's just not like a. The lineup kind of shifts. You know what I mean, depending on availability. Oh sure. Um, I guess so we went out there and um, Miss Katie played for. I guess is it Katie Grace? Now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. We. Uh. You know. She kind of. I guess had gone by Katie Grace like some. Um. In the past, and then when it came time to put out her single, we were just. I was like, well, what do you want to go with, Katie Robertson or Katie Grace? And she's like, well, both are my name. And I was like, well, I guess Grace fits easier on a cover, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So. Uh, so we just went with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, you know, I think she still goes by either. All right. But whenever she... But maybe maybe as more recording music comes out under Katie Grace, you'll hear people call her that more, you know? Yeah. Well, there's a few folks around town that have that have kind of changed their name up a little bit. Um, and like I yeah, get like it. Luke. Yeah, which I get it with, with, with him because, I mean, I think the name is awesome, Luke McGlathery. It's a great name. But sure. doing the country singer songwriter type thing, you know, um, the other way is better. It, it's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, Tommy Luke a, sounds like a country guy. Right, and it's a little easier, and and that might very well be his name too. I don't know. You know, like like he might be Thomas Luke uh, McGlassery. You know, probably. You know, I just don't know so, why. I just don't. Know, sure. I don't. I don't know why Vincent Neil Emerson didn't just go with Vincent Neil. Or Vince Neal. <laughs> well, because Vince... <laughs> I, know, I know why. <laughs> I, at first, I wasn't sure if you were kidding. Yeah, no, then I, was, then I quickly caught on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he was actually named after Vince Neal. I think that's what he said. I think Is that right? I think so. I really do. I think his mom named him Vincent Neal yeah, after I mean, Vince Neal. I mean, I could, I could see it. I've met his mom before. She's a hip young lady. Mm-hmm. Or she was. You know? <laughs> I mean, she still is, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean... Um, yeah, so um, one of the things um, I do want to talk about all the stuff that's going on, um, but I really wanted to see if you're interested in talking about just kind of, um, I guess, waxing nostalgia with, with, with me for a minute. Sure. Because I know that whenever I started doing this, I don't remember the year, maybe mm-hmm. 13, 2013, I think, maybe. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Or at least that sounds about whenever I feel like we met. Yeah. Um, I had, um, so I, I had had a heart attack. I got out of, um, the hospital and stuff and kind of got healed up and was ready to go out, um, for my first night. And I think it was right before I started the podcast and I wanted to go out and, and do something. So I just started getting into like local music. Um, cause I knew Parker Anderson who was drumming for animal spirit at the time. Um, yeah. And then from that, you kind of, um, you learn a few people. I worked, um, with someone who was in, um, well, I worked with, um, Tori, um, torn up for a little while. And then at the same place, um, there was a guy who was really into the long shots. And so, oh, okay. I, so I kind of got to, to know them. Well, anyways, I found out that there was right. Okay. Let me back up a little bit. So, and across the street, um, from where I live, we just moved in. Been here for like a few months or whatever, maybe a year. And then 
um, catty corner from us. I was sitting outside one night and there's this band playing and I was sitting, I said, listen to it. And I walked over and I knocked on the door and I was like, you know, ask what the band's name was. And it was toy gun, you know, they were like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> okay. You remember that? So they're, they're like, are we being yeah. too loud? I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, I love it. I just wanted to see, you know, I wanted to you know, like, well, you can see us at the warehouse. So then I was like, I'm gonna go see this show. So I went to the show and I think it was a dreamy live or like a low life dreamy sounds type thing but they was played it like group therapy maybe man if, if it was it was like the first one but it might, have, it might have even yeah been, yeah I mean, it probably was because you like that weight song right and that was so much yeah from that, yeah, yeah that was the one yeah i bet that was what it was the first group therapy yeah and that was when i was kind of introduced to you know war party um in um in like that whole scene and like a lot of the lo-fi bands and the dreamy sounds bands and um yeah and all that stuff and it's just weird because that's that's been like a decade oh yeah i know it's crazy to me too yeah yeah because i mean you're still a, a young man but you were how old were you then um well i would have been like about like uh that was 10 years ago so i would have been like 30 or 24 or okay 23. yeah i was thinking like early 20s yeah that's crazy you know and we were i was just thinking about how from that point and then um i was watching some of the old war party videos um was like like blame the blues is that what it's called um yeah yep the I, first one that, that, i think that was the first video we did yeah and then watching i'm like i mean this whole thing was done right around where toy gun was right around that you know the house and then down oh yeah yeah magnolia man. and then over on um um down like around morningside across that big bridge that goes towards allen and stuff i was like oh i know where everything is now you know <laughs> yeah 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 that mean we were really, I think, I mean, it was, it was a lot of it trying to kind of be like neighborhood Easter eggs and like, um, yeah, a lot of that was very intentional. Yeah. Um, it's funny you saw a toy gun there. I guess Vern lived at that duplex and then so did Chris, uh, you know, so it was like, it was kind of like the doom ghost duplex. And then, uh, Skylar had a unit over there from ditch bricks too. Okay. Um, and then Toy Gun would practice there because, you know, Vern was in the band. But uh, And I wasn't in Toy Gun. I just remember that story of you seeing them or yeah. hearing them at their practice. Yeah. Yeah. No, just do um, some. Uh, I know that you were, like, associated with them just through friendships oh, yeah, and, like, all that stuff. Right. Well, yeah, and they're a little, like, band. And then, of course, Stevie, you know, is my wife. So. Mm-hmm. Right. And she was the front. And she was, yeah, she's the, the front woman and songwriter for that group. I miss Toy Gun. I miss Toy Gun a whole lot. They were my probably first favorite local band, you know, like 10 years ago. That was the first. I was like, I love this oh, band. Yeah, because, you know? yeah, I mean, I heard them across the street, and so they were, and everybody was cool. And then I went and saw them play. And it was just a different – War Party was the the same way. I, I guess it was punk, but there was something different about it. Something, you know, yeah. I've told you before, like I liked whenever you would do like the bebop songs, like the Teenager on Drugs or um, – Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but there was that always – was very much like – what I started out like wanting to do, you know, like I, I was like thinking I was like leaving punk behind or something, but you know, but it still had the punk feel, but you had that as well. Yeah. I think I was, yeah. And I think that um, that. toy gun kind of had a similar, it wasn't doo-wop or whatever, but there was still something, I don't know. It was just something that felt kind of old, but also felt new. Yeah. I, I get that for sure. And the bitch bricks. I missed them as well. You know? Yeah. Yep. And then, so I was wondering. I know. And go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I like, yeah, Sky. We we had, you know, we did the hot knife thing for a little while, but then Sky and Stevie, and they worked together. They've just been so busy that, uh, you know, we kind of haven't done anything in a while. But 
any any time they want to, you know. I'm down. Oh, so. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they need to bring it back. Um, bring back the bitch bricks. Bring back toy gun. You need to have like a whole like, yeah. low lives kind of. Re- go ahead and bring back sea lion. <laughs> That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they still do play every now and then. Okay. You know? Like I'll see. Like I haven't been to a sea lion show in forever, but like I know that they they've got one coming up at Three Links or something. You know. Uh, okay. I'm sure it's like no problem for them to dust it off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I was also wondering, like, during that same time you guys were doing, like, um, well, like, you had, like, some really cool music videos that were done around town, and then you would also do um, little, like, like, I watched a fake documentary that had Brit in it, you know, and Peter, and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody in it. Um, no Exit. That was, like, the... Yeah, yeah, that was kind of, like, the last music video where we were, like, we were... We would always tease around about it being like a War Party cinematic universe, and that was like, we're, okay, we're going to close out the War Party cinematic universe. Okay. <laughs> it was a stupid idea. But, uh, and I don't know if it really comes across, but, but that was kind of the, the thought, you know? No, I kind of get it because I, I was watching because it had all the different, like, some guys had long hair, and then later they have short hair, and then kind of back to longer hair, you know, yeah. like all the different styles. And, um, I mean, I really liked War Party, and I, that was just one of the, it was one of, the local bands that was kind of like um I, I mean i guess for a lack of better words it's kind of like a boy band you know it's like there was a different all the different <laughs> yeah. characters or whatever you had all you know each these different strong personalities that were in it and when you had know, oh, videos yeah, yeah. and stuff it was always mean? so much fun and you, you were goofy and you know young and cool yeah. and um you know but oh well thanks man <laughs> no it's, it's just it, it's fun especially to look back on because sometimes you you look back on this stuff and you're kind of embarrassed or whatever it, yeah i would yeah. look i mean i I'd don't hardly look back on it to be honest like like i mean i i i remember it and mm-hmm. it's fun you know what i mean but i i don't spend a lot of time like yeah i definitely don't listen and um but, but sometimes you know i get maybe it depends on what mood i'm in because sometimes i'll be like oh hey this is better than i than i remember it being you right. know and then other times i'm just like oh, oh this is way worse yeah I I yeah doing. you know like <laughs> it can go either way so yeah it's it really i i don't know it might just be more dependent on like how i feel that day but uh but yeah i don't, I don't spend a lot of time doing it to be honest um but i was wondering so like you would do all this, or not not just you, but like y'all um, collectively would do like a lot of fun videos and type things or whatever. Yeah. And it was harder then than it is now. Um, why do you think that, and like, it wasn't just y'all, like a bunch of bands were doing like videos and stuff. Why do you think it's harder now for um, bands, or why do you think that there's not as much, I don't think, as that kind of lo-fi video you know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's like a maybe it's like partly a generational thing because you know like we we were from this age where like everything you still had to kind of like learn how to make you couldn't just get like a TikTok filter and like and cut a video together or even do something as simple as like overdub a video you mm-hmm. know like you mm-hmm. can do that in an app on your phone now you used to have to like kind of study you know. uh whatever like final cut or, or something sure. you know what i mean Some sort um, of editing, yeah. to like get that stuff together yeah exactly or um and so <clears throat> i think maybe that's part of it you know when when we were doing all that stuff a big part of it for me was like growing up uh in skateboarding and, and being introduced to like so much music through skateboarding videos and just that entire culture and so this war party was like you know i think 
it and low life and dreamy dreamy life later i've always kind of thought about it as like running it like a skateboard company and like i always loved you know girl skateboards and they had spike Jones as one of their owners and they would always have crazy skits and stuff in their videos and okay i think part of it was really just like an extension of wanting to run it like that you know like as if it was uh yeah i think that was just kind of the idea and similarly you know with like having the label as a collective is almost like having like a team of you know like skaters or something like it was just like okay well we all hang out and there's like a similar ethos and style here and we were all kind of like pushing each other we were all learning how to play at the same time and like uh like encouraging each other to i don't know basically just like starting a scene really you know Mm -hmm. like of there was already a scene going on but like it was a micro thing in, inside of it, you know, of all those low life and, and dreamy sound fans. And it, in the first few years, it was very like insular, I guess. Yeah. No. I see, and see, I think that's probably a part of the reason why I liked it. I grew up, you know, 20 years b- before you did, but I was also into skateboarding and stuff and it was Thrasher magazine. And then they had, yeah, they, absolutely. Had, the, they had like the search for animal chin videos Yep. That were my favorite. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking yeah. about. You and, know, like the skits and stuff. Yeah, and that's what I can... I think that's probably part of the reason why um, at me being like a 40-year-old man, you know, learning about War uh-huh. Party and watching... <laughs> I'm, you know, I mean, I'm 40. Why am I... But I'm like, well, I, I mean, love this it really, because it, it still kind of brings me back to when I was 15 or whatever yeah. watching these videos. And it just, yeah. the best friends, you know, that are having fun and doing cool stuff, you know, is all caught in there. It's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that that's absolutely, you know, and I mean, and even in like Beatles stuff comes from that too. Mm-hmm. And, and I was really like, you know, I was in uh, before war party, me and Tyler were in this like hardcore punk band called decades. And, uh, and even in that band, like, you know, we were really loud, like kind of like aggressive music. I mean, it's hardcore punk, you know, like, and even though we were kind of more melodic, it was still very like, uh, yeah, I don't know, just like louder, more aggressive, like youthful music than anything I've done since. And so whenever I was in that band, I would even like, you know, we had like records that were titled like Shelter from the Storm, like Dylan Dylan references and the lyrics and oh. song titles. And like, I remember I would like sing a bit from a uh, day in the life at the end of like one of our songs at every show, you know, like the, the bit about like however many holes in Blackburn Lancashire. Okay, sure. So now they know how many holes it takes to build the Albert Hall. But I would like switch in whatever venue we were at, so it wouldn't be Albert Hall. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Right. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, even in that band, as like a 19 year old, it was like I was drawing all this imp- inspiration from old stuff, you know. And uh, so when I really started learning guitar and put War Party together, in my mind, like I was putting together a band that was going to be like, you know, whatever the <laughs> like the white album era Beatles, like just all over the place. Like we'll do, you know, like we'll do a country song and we'll do a, this song and all, you know what I mean? And really I wasn't very good at playing at the time. Uh, and I was just learning how to write and everything too. So it was like, you got those simple kind of songs and then everybody that was in the band with has like a punk or like metal background as well. So, so it just wound up kind of, yeah, it, it definitely looking back is like a lot more aggressive than I imagined it was. Like I thought I had like gone full blown pop or whatever. Right. Okay. Now I remember watching a few shows, you know, like War Party, especially whenever you guys got together with like Sea Line and would do a show together, and it would get kind of crazy. 
Yeah, well, we would, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was, you know, this is a fun way of doing it, mm-hmm. like getting out in the crowd and like yeah. having everybody up on stage and a lot of that comes from like the hardcore stuff too, you know, like, uh, and then of course being in your 20s and drinking too much. <laughs> yeah, and that was part of it, but like, like I said, me just kind of coming in and, you know, kind of just kind of jumping in and watching what was already happening, I was like, oh, this is really cool, this is, you know, this is one of the things that oh, I really perfect. enjoyed about doing the podcast before is like and i can kind of document some of the stuff that was going on or whatever um yeah but that's great well yeah <laughs> perfect it was it was meant for people exactly like you that was fun um but so then since then you've always had um your solo stuff that you've done um yes but it was it's under cameron smith but you can also a lot of your solo stuff was Sarduda. Yeah, I, I like started out. I think at first, like I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable going under my own name. Like, um, and it also just like I, I don't particularly think that it's like a very catchy name, to be honest. Like, um, well, and if you Google it, there's a if, there's a golfer. Well, there is now. Yeah. yeah, that that's yeah, that's like a more recent. Thing. Is it okay? Um, and then there's even like, oh, I mean, I say it's more recent. It's more recent to me. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. he's been alive. Like. <laughs> he's at he's least as old as you sure. are or long, or older probably I don't think he's older actually I think he's might be a younger guy oh, okay. he's like 28 or something oh okay um, so I mean he's like recently on the scene you know what I mean like uh, kind of making a name for himself as a pro I think within the past like five or six years but I could be wrong I don't really know much about golf yeah, I mean, but, uh, I, just, I just I was googling your, your, your name I was like oh okay Cameron Smith slash Sarduda, and then I got you, you know, the first yeah, it was this yeah. golf guy. Like, who's this guy? Yeah, so, like, yeah, basically, I don't know, like, like I was saying, you know, even in those hardcore punk bands and stuff, and like, where I kind of started out as a teenager in music, like, I wanted to, I was always into Beatles, I was always into, like, Dylan, and, like, kind of classic rock stuff as, as a middle schooler and, like, teenager, and then, of course, like, all the indie and hip-hop stuff that I'd hear in skate videos, so, you know, there was like a big wide range of taste. And, uh, and I did, I was into obviously like punk bands and stuff too. I mean, um, like, but anyways, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, wait, I don't know. I, don't, I think I lost my point. Well, we're talking about your name going, for, you know, to be in. Oh, like, right. The- so the Serdutus, like, like, was, uh, you know, like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, I've always, like, since I picked up a guitar again at like 19, like I was, and not just being like this vocalist in this punk band, uh, I've been like trying to work my way into like learning how to play like that stuff that I like originally loved, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that like just over periods of time, like I've tried to kind of do that. And like Sir Duda was like, it was like, okay, well, I, it, it became clear to me, like, well, War Party is this different thing. It's like, it's changed from what I imagined trying to do when I put it together. Um, and I was happy with what it had turned into because mm-hmm. it was more of a collective thing. Um, but so, you know, I was like, well, I, I still want to try to do this stuff by myself. But I wasn't very good still. And so I had like, you know, I would still kind of lean on, like I'd have Pete Marsh like backing me up on drums and that kind of filled out the sound or whatever, you know, from my like really rudimentary guitar playing at the time. And, uh, yeah, that kind of thing. And so I think part of it was like, yeah, I, you know, one is going by your own name as a solo artist is kind of like letting your mom name your band. And two, (laughs) 
Like, like two is just that uh, I didn't feel like it had a particular ring to it. I'm just like, this is the name that I write on like forms or like homework or whatever, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just as I've gotten older, I, I'm like, well, I'm, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I feel like Serduto has also kind of like, I kind of also evolved out of that. And it, it also sort of, started to turn into like its own identity as a project mm-hmm. um and so yeah i just wanted i don't know i guess felt like i was finally ready to be like well this is me now like this is how i sound just literally alone you know and so that's why i, I go under my own name now and that's why the backing band has you know like it's the and the or whatever mm-hmm. just because it's like well this is literally this is no more like uh I don't know. It's it's just it's under my banner, I guess. <laughs> like it's it's all me. It's how I sound by myself with accompaniment. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Yeah. No. It's yeah. It's strictly you now. Whenever um like you'll have bandmates that'll um come in and out, but are they yeah. are they the and kind they're of amazing? So that can they do they keep the songs always exactly the same or like if you have a different no guitar, okay so like they, I I think I think every show well I mean. Uh, definitely the band has like they'll come up with you know they'll have their parts and and some are more like uh adhere to it than others but again like the lineup shifts so much mm-hmm. too so you know what i mean like a lot of the times uh most i'd say more shows than than uh than not katie is always there playing like piano and harmonizing um Tamara's usually always there like on violin and she also sings and stuff uh if we got drums and bass, it's usually Eddie Dunlap and Patrick Higgins, like it was at the show that you saw. Uh-huh. Uh, but we have, like, at Friday on the Green, you know, Chuck Brown was playing bass with us because Patrick had, like, a like a daddy-daughter day dance or something, like, that he needed to do, you know? And uh, so, it, but it's just been really fortunate to have, like, like, they're all incredible. They're pros, you know? Like, so, like, some of them, Sometimes, like, we, like, that Sunday show, we didn't really get a chance to rehearse with everybody. Like, Chuck came over one day and kind of showed me some stuff. And then, um, uh, and then, uh, I got together with, like, Kat and Eddie. But, um, yeah, like, we just couldn't kind of get it together for the rest. So, but it's still, you know, I don't know. They they all they do their homework. They all love to play, and they're all like good enough that like they're listening as they're playing. So it's kind of very alive, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because there is a and and I like that it's like a little bit different every show. I think that it, it sort of makes it special. No, I think that I, I do. I think that's cool because there's always going to be the core thing that that you play. You're going to play your chords in the progression that you play them. You know. Right. And then everybody else just kind of like okay we can just kind of fill in, you know, and kind of, yeah, exactly. And it's very like alive, like kind of active stuff. So it, it really is like so much of, and why, like I kind of ask the people to play with me that I do have it is like a lot of it is like, they're just so, they're so good players. Like they can play and listen at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, so it's like, it's very much like a conversation or something. I think that's always Sunday. And I think a lot of it is like whenever, you know, I mean, I guess some people just play so much that they just know because they can feel it or whatever, but there's an actual, you know, theory. You're playing in this key, so these notes work in this key. You know what I mean? 
And you yeah, just, yeah. You, you just kind of know it. So he's like, oh, he's playing in key of A. So you know what notes to play with and what notes to stay away from. You know, and and you do that en- enough, you can just kind of, you know, I think that's so fascinating because I've never been that way. Oh, yeah. To, to just do that. I'm like, I need to know what chord you're playing and when you're going to change, <laughs> you know. Oh, no, man. Like, so, like, so like Morris, you know, like, in fact, uh, one of the songs we did with that song, uh, You Won't Look Back, that I, I wrote it like I was like kind of messing with the one of the riffs to it, one of the little rolls or whatever uh, at the rehearsal for Friday on the Green. And then I like actually finished and wrote the song. Um like maybe the day or something after that. And so I, you know, I like demo stuff out at the house or whatever and uh, put it on the playlist for that Sunday show, but didn't really expect anyone to learn it. I was like, I'll just play it by myself if I really care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then um, when we were sound checking, like I'm like hearing Morris, like hitting all these like harmonies of the changes and we're like, oh shit, he like w- took the time to learn it. So we went ahead and did it. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, that's like a perfect, that was the first time we ever played that with a band was like that live show you know like i mean not even a rehearsal wow i think it's incredible yeah. i think it's incredible when people can just sing harmonies too it's like i, I could learn a, oh yeah a harmony part but if you're like here jeff sing harmony with me and it's a song that we both know i can't just sing harmony you know what i mean oh yeah i'm gonna try I, to I sing to, just like yeah. you're singing i'm gonna try to match you <laughs> right right yeah match picture yep i totally get it that's that was kind of my natural inclination too like so much with music i mean like i really even over the past like four years i've just learned so much you know from like from really just taking the time like i I practice every single day for hours you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i study and uh and piano and and everything and and but you really do you start to feel it change you know like like it, it kind of reaches like this part of your subconscious where it really is just like it's like the difference between like kind of knowing if some words in Spanish and then like, or actually being fluent in it and being okay. able to have like a conversation, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I, and, but it, for me, like I know for some people, they just get it. They're, they're very natural. For me, it's like I had to put in the work to, to get there. And like, you're talking about harmonies. That was something that like, I never, I would do the same thing you would do. Like, I just like go for the, whatever, like I'm, I'm like hitting the same matching pitch or whatever. Um, but these days, like, it doesn't, you know, like, like I, I still don't feel like it's like I have this natural talent for harmony, but I have, like, enough understanding of, like, theory and, like, I've, I've read enough about it. I've, like, practiced enough things with it where, like, I can kind of, I can do it now. You know what I mean? And, cool. and And I could even, like, yeah. So, um, but, but, yeah, uh, that's all just to say that, like, you know, you don't have to settle for what you're naturally inclined to. <laughs> right. If you, if you're willing to put in the time and the work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it's, I have, I have a hard time getting my kids to do it because, you know, kids don't oh, know yeah, how to, they, they don't know how to do anything and you got to show them and they're, they're like, Oh, I want to do this. And so you show them how to do it. And they're like, I can't do it. And you're like, well, of course you right. tried it once. <laughs> you keep, yeah. You know, it's like, you're not going to just do it. You know, you, right. You, you don't just tie your shoe one day. You got to, learn how to do it and try it again, try it again and mess it up and try it again, exactly. tie a knot and untie the knot and tie it again, you know, but yep. they just want Yeah. And see, but that's another thing talking about skateboarding that I feel like I definitely, I don't know if it was like a, something I had already, but it, or if it's something that I learned from that, but just that, like that constantly trying something over and over again. And even like if it hurts, you know, right. Like, 
Well, pain's like, a, uh, a pain's a pretty good teacher. If if it does hurt, you definitely don't want to do that again. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, sure. what did I do wrong to not do that again yeah. so I don't get hurt, you know? Yeah, but then, like, also, it, I mean, it is, it's, it's, like, such a self-motivating thing. You know, like, nobody's out there, nobody cares if you, like, learn how to do an ollie or kick whip or whatever. Like, that's just you in your own mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and, but you have to, if you're ever going to do any of those things, like you've tried it, anyone who's ever done it, even people who are exceptionally gifted naturals has tried it like a hundred times before they got there. Yeah. It's just you know what I mean? Again and again you and again have and to. again. It's yeah. just the only way, you know, there's no other way to do it. And, uh, and that's just life. Know. Yeah. yeah so. That's just, that's just how it is. That's, you know, you're going to, you're, yeah. you're better at anything that you do over and over and over and over again. You know, I remember reading yeah. about, and I don't know if it's true or not. You read these rock magazines, but you know, whenever I was younger, I was really into the Smashing Pumpkins. I'd read something about um, Billy Corgan. How it's like before Gish or whatever, he just sat in in his room. He didn't work. He lived at he lived at his mom's house and just for two years just did nothing but play guitar. That's all yeah. he did yeah. all day long. He would just eat, sleep, I think and play guitar. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be like really good, you almost like have to do that. You know, like like like. Like re- I, you don't have to be really good to be like famous, even like there there are plenty oh, of guitar players that who are just fine, right. you yeah. know. Like yeah. like, but I just mean like if you're gonna, I don't know, if you want to be, <laughs> if you want to stand out, if you want to have like your own style, your own voice, like as a musician, you know what I mean. I think that there's just there's no way around like the whatever ten thousand hours mm-hmm. thing, you know. Yeah, like, I think you're right. Um, I don't know, because there are people that can pick up and, and they can mimic. And that's great. Like, look, like he can just play just like Eddie Van Halen. He can play just like you know right. whoever. That's cool. But you know, the Eddie Van Halen was way cooler because he did it. You know. Yeah, that yeah. Because thing, you sound whatever. like Eddie Van Halen. He is a <laughs> right. So, but uh, yeah, man. I you know, and and it's again like he he came upon his own sound and he came upon it like yeah, like you said, you start out you're mimicking things, and I'm sure he was naturally gifted, anyways. You know, but like. Um. Yeah, man. Like, was well, another one of those dumb stories I heard about. Like, it was with his brother's name is Alec, I think, right? Uh-huh. Or, is it, or is it Alex? But it's I don't know. But uh, I think Eddie was, was playing drums and Alex was playing the guitar, and they were they each had lessons and stuff. And um, oh, <laughs> yeah, because like Eddie walked in and like Alex had been working on this piece for a long time and he c- couldn't get it, and Eddie just picked it up and just played it. And Alex is like, oh yeah, and walked over and played the drums and like played it better than Eddie did. And so they're like, Oh, and I don't <laughs> yeah, know that any of those day. stories are, are, are true. It's just things that you hear whenever you're be. young. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. And my 12 year old brain, when I was, I was like, a kid, yeah, my yeah. brother had like a drum set first, but he never, he didn't go, you know, he didn't really pursue it much. Like he had a drum set at our house. And he would actually started skateboarding first and he gave up on both those things. And I kind of like, just, you know, still do. <laughs> both those I don't things. play drums. Yeah. But, you play music. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, Drums cool. is actually the one thing that I do need to spend time on. And shit, with Eddie Dunlap in the band, you know, he's like, he's taught Parker how to play drums. And lots of people, mm-hmm. like, uh, he's like, you know, <laughs> responsible for many great drummers in this area, um, learning the yeah, and if, rudiments if, and everything. If he's in your band, you don't have to learn how to play drums. But if you do want to learn how, he'd be a but good I person. But I could, right? <laughs> well, especially under him, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's yeah. like, like, yeah, it's like I don't need to, but I could be like, hey, Eddie, show me how to do stuff. Sure. I thought about it. I probably should just for the, you know, I don't know. Why not? Yeah. You know, Linda, you'll be like, okay, I got my Cameron Smith album and I played every instrument. 
everything, even the drums. Yeah. I, yeah, I have songs like that, but uh, uh, yeah, not not whole albums with drums. I am afraid that you wouldn't want to listen to an entire album with me playing drums. Would it be like the, <laughs> would it be like the church drums that? Yeah, it'd just be super boring. Uh, like very very simple. Yeah, I wanted ones and twos. I wanted to play drums. I wanted to play drums, and when I got into, I wanted to join the school band, and I wanted to be drums. You know, my dad's like, nah. He wanted me to play saxophone. You know, and he got me all these records of like Boots Randolph, which if you don't know who who, who that is, he's the one that wrote and plays the. Um, the saxophone on the Benny Hill theme song. It's called Yakety Sax. You know what I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. It's what they always play whenever there's people chasing each other around at like high speed, any kind of comic thing where people are chasing each other at high speed and it has that saxophone. Anyways, he has a whole Yeah, I know what you're talking about. His name is Boots Randolph, but he's a fantastic sax player he played a tenor sax and um that was his famous song that he made but he had tons of stuff and i still have his records i still listen to him but uh my dad wanted me to play saxophone because you know he he got me all jazzed up by listening i guess funny pun got me all jazzed up listening yeah. to those records um you know i was like okay i want to play saxophone and i saxophone was fine i liked it just fine but i still to this day i wonder yeah, what, cool. what, what it would have been like if i could have played drums and i guess it's oh yeah yeah yeah, you could always do it now, but I know what you mean. Like, if you had gone on that path or whatever. Yeah, when I was in sixth grade, instead of saxophone. Mm-hmm. If I, if, if I, I mean, it, I would have to either play, like, the snare drum or the bass drum or the cymbals, you know, because you're in a high school band, but just to learn. But it could have got you started. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, as soon as I could, I wanted to – I liked writing, so I wanted to write songs. And it's like, well, I can't really write and sing Got songs if I play saxophone, you know. I need – Right. To, and so <laughs> I learned how to play the guitar. But just cowboy yeah, chords, you know. I think that's what. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but and you could, yeah, you can get by on that like forever. You know what I mean? Sure, like, you, can you make don't a living ever on have it, yeah. to learn more than that. You know what I mean? Um, and Lord knows there's plenty of folks who who don't. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Do more than that. But uh, yeah, man. Like it's it's good. You know, it's just fun like to music do. is just for anybody. I think like like it. You know, I don't know, like. I've gotten real, like I said, in recent years, I've gotten real into studying it and trying to get better at like playing my instruments and like in everything like that. But that doesn't, I mean, it doesn't mean like, I don't like watch anybody like, Oh, they're not very good. Like that's not how I listen to music. And I don't know anybody cool who does like most people are just like, I mean, if, if I can get the feeling, like if I can get what you're getting at, if I feel like you believe it, then I can appreciate what's good about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't totally. I'm not looking at anybody like, ugh. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I know there are people that are, but it's usually, and I still even have problems with it, but it's usually people who, there's a certain type of just plastic, you know, just corporate-driven music that's made just to sell records or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, and so you have, well, you, you I have think these that, guys. That yeah. That I feel I don't you know, I might judge something to that. Like like I like that's what I'm saying. Like I would judge, you know, music or whatever based off of like, yeah, the the feeling behind it, you know, the the passion or lack thereof and like 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 intention or or whatever kind of like if something feels like it's just like an ego stroking whatever, then that'll turn me off, you know. If it feels like too desperate, then nobody likes that, of course. But but yeah, I mean like 
I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I'm not like looking at anybody like at their prowess, like you need to spend more time learning. You know what I mean? Like if, sure. you, if you've yeah, got yeah, three yeah. chords in the truth, like that's freaking good enough. Right. But, no, I, I know but if you, you got yeah. like, if you got three chords in a slogan, then yeah, I don't want to hear that shit. Right. And I don't know who does, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's way. I think that's what, um, that's what I've liked so much about the music in, in town. Cause some of, so much of it does seem authentic, you know? Yeah, yeah. You I think that, tell. like, for, yeah, I think that the people have a lot of passion and there's a lot of creativity around here. Uh, and maybe they're, like, it seems like there always has been, you know. Um, some of my favorite, you know, writers and of ever, you know, are from here. And uh, I, I don't know what does it, you know what I mean? I don't, I, I don't think it happens everywhere, but. <laughs> so there was an article about what it said that like, you know, the most, I, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but it was basically the number one city that everybody's moving to in t Texas is Fort, Fort Worth. It's like. The oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, that's what, so I'm, that answered right. I mean, that's <laughs> that's my bad. question. Yeah. It's like, that's not, it's like, I'm proud of the, proud of the city and I like what, what, what it is here and I want it to do well, but it's like, I, I really sure. don't want it to get overrun with. Just, yeah, you just, want people to be able to afford to be here because the, the folks, the folks that uh, you know, that we're talking about, like like these like kind of musicians and creatives, like hardly any of them are uh, in a position to outbid someone from California on a home or something. You know what I mean? Like sure. it's just uh -huh. like if you want these people to live here and be from here, then you know they've got to be able to afford it. And uh, I just you know that's what I worry about. It's not so much like people coming in, but it's it's about displacing the, the people who are already here, you know, <laughs> like people who are already home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the only th reason why I say, Oh no, other than that, you know, shit, I, I the just more do, the merrier. <laughs> I just do it because, and it's, maybe it's just, you know, you, when you, when you look back, things are always better 10 years ago, like, you know, 20 years mm. ago, whatever. So it's like, I remember going sure. to Austin and just being like this, this, this magical city, you know, with all these weirdos. And it just, it was, it felt safe, you know, but it, but it felt wild, you know, and there was right, music yeah. on every corner and it was just like, it was this great scene that it was just like this liberal hideaway. It's like, if you're a weird hippie freaky person or whatever, and you went to Austin, it was cool, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you go there now and it's just like, maybe it's because I'm an old man or whatever, but it's just like, Oh, it's not what it uh, was. It's right. just, you know, and it's like, I don't want that no, to happen to the city. That's what it, I worry but about. The thing is, is I know, but I, I mean, I kind of think it's inevitable, like, like just to a certain extent, right? Like, uh, uh, it's just snowballs, you know, like, like it's going down the hill now. Yeah. And, um, and, and I don't mean like it's going downhill, like, oh, I mean, I'm sure most people would call this and, and even would call that like improvement or growth or you name whatever, you know, uh, pie chart word they got for it. But like, <clears throat> it, and then maybe it is to an extent, but to me, like, like, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, like, I like it when it's just like spirit and bones, you know, like mm -hmm. when you start putting money into it and everything's like <sighs> corporate sanitized. And I mean, that's just what happens, you know, with money and with real estate and, uh, yeah, it just is. And, and, and with commerce, you know, like, like it's just, it's, I don't know. It just, it, everything goes that way. And then that fizzles out, you know, the money <laughs> literally till the money runs out. And then it goes back into a cycle of like, uh, you know, that's the gentrification game, I guess. I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe that's 
maybe that word doesn't apply when it's like an entire city, but, uh, but it is very much like that, you know, like, like every, you know, all your kind of hopes for a place like, like we are like, Oh, it's growing and we're getting this and we're getting this is like, all that is like on the path to it growing out of control and mm-hmm. into something and into something less unique, less of a character, less itself. Because it'll, like, it'll just be if like, Fort Worth an- becomes this giant city with like all these people from all over. I mean, that's great and all, but then it doesn't have the things that were distinctly Fort Worth. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, even you take like, uh, I don't know. Like, like I think there's something about like, like I, I went to Crowley schools, you know what I mean? And Jordan Richardson did too. And, and, uh, Leon was like a classmate of mine. Mm-hmm. And, and we, I actually lived out kind of in, uh, in between Crowley and Joshua, like off 11, 1187 and Jordan Richardson's parents' house was out there too. Like there's like a literal, like cow field separating like our, you know, like eight, 1980s, uh, <laughs> rural suburban like housing development things and so you i don't know you just everything was like really spread out it was really desolate whenever i was a kid i felt like like there was nothing here and that it was like that we were like out in the country yeah. you know what i mean and we weren't we weren't really we weren't too far from the city you know but we did we had a lot of space and but to me that was boring you know it was like Oh, I wish that I could get to LA or New York sure, or something yeah. like that and i think that that kind of dreaming you know, and feeling like you were, you know, like some backwoods kind of <laughs> person in a backwoods place, like kind of made you want to, I don't know, like lean in and, and see how far away you could get. And, uh, you know, I think that like, you're also tethered to where you're from and like, and, and the people that you grew up around and, and you, you know, as you get older, you start to see that kind of stuff come out that you didn't realize, you know, was maybe necessarily like part of your DNA. And I, I guess this is just like a long winded way of saying that, you know, as like people move here and it's great to have, like, I've met plenty of friends from other places, but like, you wonder if the, the, the place entirely will lose like, it's like, some of the charm of 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 the regional culture you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like some of the stuff that's like that kind of keeps it from being this like what you know whatever like transatlantic accent uh yeah just like uh homogeny yeah more know? like more like dallas you know where it's a financial yeah, yeah. district you know it's but dallas is cool yeah. i mean you walk in there and this like the downtown is just yeah, so they, giant they, they, they got all these great structures and stuff i mean and, and that money brings in all this really cool stuff but yeah but like you said it's just yeah. i don't know you have to go to pockets and find you know yeah i think that there's always going to be yeah and th- there's always going to be like dark corners where interesting stuff is happening yeah you know what i mean and and there will be interesting stuff from people you know just like there's always been like uh so I don't know. I mean, why borrow trouble worrying about it? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. We, we we can't stop it from from you know, yeah, you know yeah. happening or whatever. Trains moving. Yeah, but it's just a, uh, and I guess it's probably going to be every, every big city. You know, you'll have to just I guess right. move kinda, further I out. Guess, I guess that's like more what I'm I'm sort of like lamenting is is just that like it feels like everywhere is becoming like like it's like you know, with the internet and like, like how like interconnected everything is, it just feels, yeah. Like everywhere kind of loses little bits of its, uh, 
yeah, if it's like regional flavor or whatever. Um, but then, then again, I think like certain parts of it are, are just never going to be able to go away. You know, they'll never like wash out, you know, like they just become more like expensive, <laughs> like, like barbecue, right? you know, like Texas right. barbecue is not mm. ever going anywhere, whether or not it's something that, uh, you know, like working class people can continue to afford is, uh, you know, yet to be determined. See, that's what, that's what worries me is it because so many, so many things you just get priced out. Yeah. A lot of people come here and, and they, all have, they all have money and they all invest their money and they make all these awesome things, but you can't afford to go to enjoy any of them, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where it really starts. That's yeah. like, you know, the Fairmount thing is like living in Fairmount 10 years ago. Like you walk down the street, you reckon you knew everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you knew whose house was there and you, you knew who was on the porch and they knew you and, and half of the time, you know, they were probably like an artist or a musician or something too. Um, or, you know, like, or an actor, who knows? Like, like, I mean, I knew all kinds of creative working people out there. Uh, and there still are plenty, but like, but it used to be like almost just that. Right. Or, or even service industry, you like, like, you know, (laughs) they were, they were creative workers like on the side and they were like line cooks. That's how I was, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, but yeah, like, like then there was, you know, there was a certain point where like, that switched and it went from being this cool little neighborhood that we could all afford to like live in and dream in. And it, and it turned into, uh, you know, like a hot neighborhood that, uh, you know, like a 1400 square foot house, like sells for like three quarters of a million dollars. I know. You know what I mean? Like, like, Mm -hmm. and, and by the time, you know, we just moved out of there. Like we were lucky enough. We, we tried to get a house for, you know, like nine months and finally did. And we love where we're at. But, uh, but you know, by the time we moved, it, there was, there were no neighbors on our block. Every house that sold since 2020 turned into an Airbnb or whatever, oh, you know, like, yeah. like some version of a short term rental. I swear, I'm not kidding. I believe like, you. like one block five houses in three years you know what i mean and it was just like this is ridiculous like like not only can you know like our so-called peers or whatever not afford to live here anymore like like but not even nobody does apparently right like even the people who own these properties like like see it more as an investment than as a home and so what happens to those neighborhoods after 10 years of these investment properties you know what i mean like yeah. like it's great that these things are there. It's great that it's putting more into it. It's great that, you know, like near Southside has money. I, I love and appreciate all the work that they do. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just, it's also like, yeah, you kind of wish sometimes you're like, Oh shit, what do we do? Like we, pri- we, <laughs> you know, we made, we made the place too appealing or something. You right. Know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's usually how it is. It's usually the, the young, artists DIYers you know they pick an area they come in they make it all cool it, they start creating all this art and music and you know they have these yeah. really great neighborhoods so like what we'll, neighborhood in we'll Manhattan hasn't had that happen right but as soon as that all of a sudden was like oh this looks really cool I want to go in there I want to join you know and it just gets bigger and bigger and then all of a sudden you're out and then all that creative mm-hmm. stuff has just been replaced by you know what people think is cool or whatever what corporations think will be cool that people want. And they'll put that in there, you know, instead of your local yeah. co- coffee shop is now a trendy coffee shop or instead of your yeah. local dive bar, it's now a trendy bar where, where beer costs $9 a bottle. And you're like, dude, nobody wanted this, you know? 
Yep, yep, yep. Oh yeah. And so, but I guess yeah. it just—I guess it goes, ebb, ebbs and flows. Now it was just interesting. I, I saw—I saw that article. I was like, oh, I don't want you know. I want our—I want our city to be like recognized as a great city, but I want it to be you know a great city that takes care yeah, of its, but, you know citizens yeah, who has like, low crime rate and good education. You don't want that kind of stuff. Nice roads. Yeah. I, you know, I don't. Yeah, you don't want it to be like like oh, there's there's so many people moving here and that there's nowhere for anyone to live. But it is interesting. It's it's business friendly and if you look at the history of Fort Worth, it've always been really business business friendly. I forgot what the Oh yeah. The, the the book is called my buddy Andrew does um the Fort Worth Roots podcast and he had uh-huh. an author an author on um oh it's got smoke in in, in the title but there was a time whenever Fort Worth was like, hey. Oh, we are for smoke. Yeah, the old, or something. The old yeah. Slogan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was just like, yeah. hey, it's like, man, if if you want your business to c- c- come here and your business p- p- pollutes, it's totally fine. We got no regulations. Yeah. Totally business feeling. You bring your business to f- f- Fort Worth. It's not a problem. I mean, that's part of the, you know, I mean, it's this isn't new. We've been welcoming. Oh yeah. That in forever to grow our city. You know, we've always had a really strong let businesses come in and. No regulations yeah. or low taxes and all that kind of stuff. Real, real business friendly, you know. And it's helped. I mean, yeah. we've had like Radio Shack here. And we've had Tandy and a lot of great b- b- businesses that have done a lot of stuff right. for the city. But there is a price to pay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It it is. It's weird and like it's hard because you know talking about that stuff too. It's like like you know like the here Fort Worth visit Fort Worth bureaus like they've helped me out a ton as well and even the library and. Uh, yeah, Amplify. with Amplify A one seven and all that stuff. And it, I mean, so there's there's just there's a lot of the local government that like those really uh, good the tourism initiatives mm-hmm. that like yeah I mean they're doing a great job and I mean I'm sure they'd be like very pleased I th- I'm not sure I think that they're probably pleased with like you know something like what you're talking about because um, it seems like yeah that's probably the goal right I guess so I don't know maybe it's foolish for me to sit here and like thinking that it's a bad thing whenever like I'm actually kind of benefiting from it in some ways, you know? Right. But, yeah, but I, I, can I mean, see that. it's not just about my benefit. It's about like, I don't know. I, I really don't, I'm not a no, it's just, or a it's city just, planner. No, it's just fun to sit <laughs> But it's just the way of... it seems. I, I I feel you though. Yeah. No, cause I, like I said, I, I'm torn with it. You know, um, I've had plenty of, of, you know, discussions about hotels that come up on Fairmont or, whatever business yeah. will come, come in there and it's like they're actually local people yeah they got a lot of money and they're opening up a really fancy wine bar that sells cadillacs or whatever but they're actually local sure. people they're not from california they're not from you oh, know yeah. speaking of i played at fort brewery today okay you they're know great yeah <laughs> you know but at first people were kind of like why well, we got another one of these you know places in here and it's like you know, yeah i remember that yeah and so i fort worth does have its own money there's a lot of money here that doesn't come from outside we have a lot of you know Mm. meat and gas and oil and there's plenty of you know we got we got i didn't know oh yeah so my daughter works for the zoo i didn't know the basses own the zoo i'm not surprised to hear that i'm not surprised uh, either, i didn't but know I, that either yeah but they always they have all these events up there like at, at night she worked one uh, they she volunteered mm. to, to 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 work one like last week or something like that but people get married up there but it's like i'll go up there and get her when they're having like a a big event waterfalls and it's money i mean they have people with money that'll rent out the zoo at at night and do really cool parties and stuff and it's like sure 
Dude, one time, uh, I remember being a kid and uh, it was like some kind of school thing. I think it was extra, maybe it's for like, I don't remember what class, but we uh, we got to stay the night at the zoo. Yeah, they they had that still. Yeah. I think you can rent it out. Like you and like a bunch of friends, like eight or t- ten people can go up there and like, I think you have dinner and they have like a place for you to sleep and some activities and you can look yeah. at the animals and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, you can do it now as yeah. an adult. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it was. I we had a good time doing it as kids. I remember, but uh, I just that one time. And I haven't been to the zoo in forever, but I remember it being pretty beautiful. And I'm driving by there, you're like, oh yeah, this area is great. Like, oh, it is great. No, I've it, heard that. Yeah, that was, those uh, those those waterfalls and stuff there are like natural. <laughs> this one you told me that uh, there's apparently. I, mean, I don't know how you know if any of this is true or what, but. He was saying he was digging through his backyard looking for these crystal caverns that are apparently like under Fairmount because like the water from the Trinity comes underground and all these conduits that like lead to those waterfalls at the at the zoo. I don't know what uh, I'm, I'm just repeating <laughs> something that this crazy dude told me once. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe I don't know. The, the you know, crystal, maybe he's right. Maybe they're they're crystal caverns. They're the crystal Fairmount. caverns under Fairmount. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Somebody go find out. And we can, dude, you can make make a killing at like at like Lola's with all those crystals. Go down there, and mine them out, and pull them out, and go up there. Yeah, and, <laughs> the Sunday rummage sale. Yeah, so I'm at the rummage sale. Be like, I, yeah, the expensive part printing out the paper that tells you what they do. Yeah, and just Google, <laughs> Google, and a, a printer. We could do it. Yeah, we got it. So that's cool. All right, well, the Crystal Caverns of Fairmount. That could be a good band name. Yeah, it's very it's a very Goonies feeling. Or a um or an album. So you, you should make your next album. Yeah, it's somebody's like as a concept record. The Crystal Caverns of Fairmount. <laughs> um, so you do have a couple new songs coming out. Yeah. When's your next one coming? Uh, out? It's in June. Yeah, it should be. Um, like the only reason I haven't set a date yet is I have the mix for it, but um, it's being mastered by okay. Jordan Richardson right now. Mm-hmm. So. I was kind of waiting to see on that, um, and then in those two songs that I did uh, with John Pedigo at Modern Electric in Dallas, um, and he's from like the O's, and uh, he plays in Forty Acre Mule, and he's worked like he worked on those Vandaliers records and uh, all the Joshua Ray Walker stuff. I think some old ninety sevens too. Yeah, and some old ninety seven stuff, and and because you know the Forty Acre Mule tours with them, and but um. Yeah, like like it was really fun. Uh, we went out there and had this guy Nate Whedon um, play drums, and Patrick played bass. I had Tamara and Katie come out and do some stuff. So um, it's really cool. Like like it's more like bigger kind of rock sounding songs than than anything I released like under my name so oh, far. Okay. Uh, um, but I mean, I think it's still kind of you know it falls into that bulkier territory that I've been doing stuff with, and I've certainly got a lot of other things like that coming. Like, like, I mean, I write all the time and, and demo as I'm doing it. So I'm probably like sitting on dude. I mean, like I got a lot that I could choose from for an album. And I've got some different ideas though. Yeah. You know, like the, the way that releasing music is these days, is just like, I've always been somebody who like makes records and weighs them out like side A side B style, you know, mm-hmm. it takes the time to like think about the track listing, but, but yeah, really these days, like, uh, with everybody listening to things on streaming platforms, you kind of want to just, you kind of want to more like release a couple, a couple to a few songs every quarter. You know what I mean? Just so that like, it's, 
it just engages the algorithm better. And yeah. uh, if you're like trying to build an audience, it's like, you you know, that's the game you got to play. Yeah, me and Jacob um, Fur talked about that a couple weeks ago, about how you have yeah. to, you know, a lot of people are doing that. They'll do like, like a single every couple of months or once a month yeah, or every couple yeah. of months and just keep yeah, it out there's, there. There's not like, <clears throat> I don't think there's like an exact science to it, but you know, I mean, it really it just, that seems to be what, works like, like spotify and stuff like that they i mean they really think of themselves as like social media platforms and when you're on the back end of it you, you can really feel that you know what i mean like you mm. can watch like as the algorithms like sending more people your way and it's always with a new release and and uh that's why like you you've seen the model kind of switch yeah and it's almost like reverted back to like the 40s where people were releasing just singles and never albums you yeah know? Um, and once you release like because of that, f- five or six of them, then you can release like a full album with those five or six singles right. on it and have four new songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's exactly what I was getting at is that like, I think, you know, for me, like rather than like judging that like, <laughs> or like having really an opinion on whether I think it's good or bad about like, you know, the, the so-called like death of albums, um, you know, I don't know if anyone's calling it that, but I feel like I've heard like some people kind of mention that they don't think that the format's going to go anywhere. I don't know. But, but I think for me, like I, I like uh, looking at it as like, like how can I be creative with this? You know? So I've kind of had some ideas about releasing like, I don't know, like, like a, a few different, like an EP every season and then doing like a, a calling it like an album at the end of like a year and then kind of having it be this like retrospective, like year long kind of release of, you know, it would be, mm-hmm. it wouldn't just be like, I'm calling it this. Like I'd actually like sit and think it out and like, <laughs> like make it, uh, you know, there'd be like a through line and like a concept and everything. Like, like, I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about. And, uh, and I got part of it's cause I've got so many songs and so many of them, do have like seasonal references and um vibes i guess i don't know you know yeah um rex um the rapper uh yeah he started he had he had some, some eps i don't think he ever finished it but he had a winter and a summer yeah you remember yes that's but yeah, yeah but he, uh, but he, he didn't do all four that's the, that's the kind of idea yeah yeah, yeah yeah i don't i mean i didn't know that he did that but that's yep that's the same thing i'm with him on that yeah now i'll tell you one thing i've been enjoying so like i know that like um two local guys matt tedder and keegan McEnroe both have albums c- c- coming out soon oh um, yeah yeah and and they've been doing it the like that's a smart way too, just like single, single, single until like the full thing comes out. Yeah. Cause like I have their, like I use the Apple music or whatever. And so I've got their albums yep. on my Apple music. You can see all the list of all the songs. And then when they'll release one of them, one. yeah, mm-hmm. we'll pop up and it'll highlight. I think Bandcamp, you could do the same thing where you just have like, you show your, your whole album, but you've only got two or three songs available to listen to off the album. And usually it'll yeah, pop yeah, up like every couple months. Can. A new one. I was like, oh, and so I've been listening to them, waiting for the new album. When the new album comes out, you're like, ah, it's kind of like old yeah, school. Yeah, it's, like, it's like feeling something unlock. Yeah, right. yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah, I really enjoy that. I, you know, but you got to have your full album out first instead of like writing right. it throughout the year. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to, yeah, exactly. Like have it all ready to go. Um, and that's that's what I mean. Like too is like I'm sorry. Like literally, this stuff is about like yeah, releasing. It's like because like as much as I think if you're an artist and you have an album, right? Like you've made these songs, you feel like they got to be on this record. 
uh, it's like, yeah, you should do that album, put it out, but do what those guys are doing and break it into little pieces because, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you just want to get the most out of it and you want to make sure that like, it's got a good chance for people to hear it. And, uh, that's the, that's the freaking, you know, that's the river we're swimming in. You know what I mean? Like that's the current right now. Is it just like the algorithm wants to be engaged, right. <laughs> you know, like every so often. And so you, you got to feed it every quarter or whatever it is. And like, why, you know, like, 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 I don't know. It's just like, if you put it out all at once, you know, you're kind of doing, uh, yourself a disservice because yeah. you just paid a bunch of money to like essentially have like, a week or two have of. to make have yeah have like have to do something else to get attention back to you in a few months or whatever you know <laughs> like because yeah. you can watch you can watch those numbers fall you know what i mean like they'll go up and they're like oh hey i've got all these monthly listeners right now and i'm on these like playlists and then like uh you know like a few months later it'll be like oh shit my monthly listeners down and it's like that's the algorithm being like i'm hungry and then you're like, I just gave you a full album. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we don't want full album. We want, because yeah, I mean, because literally they are. They're like social media apps. So, so they're like, they don't give a shit what it is. They just want a reason to say, hey, open me up and stay on me every like few weeks. And so they need new stuff to do that. They yeah. can't be like, hey, listen to this thing that's old. You know, and it really is. It's all what it's for. It's like, like that's why it works that way. It's, it's just, it's literally just. <laughs> it's being like we reward engagement like that's all you know mm-hmm. if you if people are engaging with your profile if they're spending time on the app because of you then the app is going to continue to push you to people and that's just it that's the whole game well wait till they figure out how to like do troll music you know or like you know, songs like where it's like, this is the most controversial song you'll ever hear, just to draw engagement to it. And it's like, there's nothing controversial <laughs> about this stupid song. You know? I think I think it's like way too democratic now for that. You know what I mean? Like, like I think because it's so personalized uh, that that you couldn't really do it. You know, like like you couldn't find something that's going to shock like massive. Everybody's like in their own little kind of corner. <laughs> yeah, it's, e- even even though they're all using the thing, you know. Yeah, it's got to be. The only way to get it out there, and I, I don't know how you do it. I'm going to try to help whenever I make little reels on on Instagram and stuff. I'm going to try to use local music all the time, you know. So if you have like oh, your, yeah, yeah. your music loaded in yeah, the Instagram or whatever. You, yeah, because that's stuff. Because you will have like these songs that will go viral just from people using them in videos. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. Like that's the modern music industry. Like it's just like if you don't have a song that's like that can be a viral on TikTok, they probably don't want shit to do with you, you know. Yeah. You're like that's, right. how the, that's how the big industry is right now, you know. Like, so, and they'll probably they'd be like, "Hey, we don't hear. How is this? How does this sound sped up?" <laughs> right. Or <laughs> whatever TikTok shit they need. Is there a dance that goes with it? You so know, does, like yeah, no. But people can also, you know, they'll do something about their wife or someone who passed or their kid graduating. They're, no, they have, no, there's yeah. sentimental moments and, and there's sentimental songs that you can use, you know, or, oh, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, no, or no, fun no. stuff, you know, they're out swimming. No, and I doing, think, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're on the right thing. And like, like definitely, man, throwing people on there, it'll help them. It really will. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's a good thing. I'm just saying like, that's how, you know, that's how the industry is like talking to artists. Like they're just like, Oh well, yeah, you totally. Have a dance? <laughs> you have a dance for this? You... 
like but yeah yeah, yeah I, no I, I see what you're saying yeah okay okay so you got some new music here all right well can we make a dance to it can we you know yeah can, like how are we gonna we some get kind of dare thing? or some sort of trend to it uh-huh exactly yeah so, um, exactly. is it a challenge yeah. right does this song come with a challenge oh but yeah that's the that's the current in it that's another good idea for an album though you could just make an album of like viral somebody should tiktok type you know songs that should go viral or whatever it's just like this is for yeah. you know this is for your eating challenges this is for your you know whatever that kind of stuff and so you could be yeah. like yeah this yeah. does have a dance with it here it is this does have a challenge with it. here it is <laughs> yeah just yeah. check it all off yeah somebody no. should do that no man sure. it's a i don't think i don't think it's me but yeah you know it's a it's a strange world give yourself about 20 years and it, we're gonna be like what the hell is happening you know. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think at that point, uh, hopefully, I'll be past the point of trying to keep up. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but I don't ever try to keep up anymore. Like I said, I'm 51 yeah, now, or whatever. It's just like I just yeah. really, I try to learn. I've, I've already. I'm already to that point where there's some things that are new that I'm just not going to learn. I'm, I'm that old guy that's like, I don't get it. I'm not going to learn it. Yeah. You know, what is Telegraph? Think, what I is, you fine. know, yeah, there's certain internet Cause, stuff cause that I'm like, like to some extent, Right. But like to some extent, like, I don't know, like, like I don't get the, I don't understand like adults, like hyper fixating on youth culture. Like when you have kids, like, yes, I mean, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, sure. and you're going to understand certain things, but like being like, you know, like, even in your, I think your late thirties, and like worrying about what like seventeen year olds think is cool is stupid. Like, <laughs> I think hard, so. Yeah, like, I, I hear you. I just like like what what does it matter? You know, like like it's like let them have that world. I don't mean like that that what they like is stupid. I think mm. that they you know they're great, but it's like that's their world. You know, like like let them let them be cool. Let them decide that like whatever you're doing is like out of date it doesn't matter <laughs> right because we did the same thing when we were kids yeah yeah it's like like i don't know i just feel like it's like it's uh patronizing to like uh, i don't know try now, to be cool to like teenagers or something well see now my worry is being the old person that gets fooled on on the internet so like last oh yeah so when i was um the ai dude the yeah AI i went to pretty convincing when i was at Tulips, I was hanging out with Dustin and um, his sister showed up and her husband um, and Susie was there and we were talking and I was like, oh, hey, you guys. I was like, I just saw a video for Back to the Future 4. I think it's coming out in 2024. They're like, what? And I was like, yeah. I was like, is this real? Is this real? I was like, man, I think it was real. And they're like, hold on. And so they go on YouTube and they should, and I go, yep, that's the video. And they watch it and they're like, wait a second. So then they, they start going to Snopes and doing all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, dude. That's not a real video. I was like, oh, I was told it, my kids, it, uh, we were all excited. It's some fan <laughs> made, I think it's like some kind of fan made, like if there but, was going to be one, this is kind of what yeah, it would look yeah, like. Yeah. But it looked like, I mean, it was like, it, it was like, kind of real. Yeah. I mean, it had like you know, the actors you know in it. Like and, what, yeah. But like there's a Beetlejuice 2 coming and that's how it started. Like somebody just made like a fan cut trailer of like, of like a Beetlejuice sequel. And that was like, a long maybe like 10 years ago i don't know maybe six something like that and then uh now they're actually making that movie so maybe so that's kind of another thing about the internet too you know it's like it's like it, it, because <laughs> it's so weird because it's like all the analytics are just like right there in front of your face 
And these people making movies see that too. Yeah. So they're like, holy shit, this Beetlejuice 2 trailer that this fan made has like, like, like you know, 75 million views uh-huh. in like a month. Like maybe we ought to green light a project like this, <laughs> you know? And that really is how it goes, I think. You yeah. know? Like, like they're just, they're looking at it the same way the rest of us are. Like, holy shit, y'all like this, huh? That was cool. You should enter, you should uh, look for Back to the Future Four for Tread. It was it was neat looking. I think I think they go further into the future. And Michael J. Fox was in it, and he looks like modern yeah, and you're day. Yeah, like there's no way. Well, yeah, but I mean, it looked like he was. I mean, because he has um, oh, I forgot what it they is. They like aged him up. Well, no, I'm saying he has. I think ASL or ALS or Parkinson's. That's what he has. And, and, yeah, and he looks like you know he still does like whenever he talks and stuff. So I don't know if it was from an interview or what. But they just the way everything Probably. was shot. But it was him. It was it was Doc. He was in there and he was old. I mean, it looked like they would look now. I, I totally. Yeah. I was totally just couldn't. Oh, yeah, I have to check it out. Was it was it an AI one or what? Do you know? I don't even like, know. Like it could have been like deep fake. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't even know. They do that. They I just, just thought they it was got, real. Like, fake stuff now. I called my kids yeah. in. I made them watch it. They got all excited. I had to go back later because I'm always telling my my son who's ten, who's always on YouTube, and he's like, you know, I'm like, look, you can't believe everything that 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 you see on there. There's a lot of misinformation out there, and so oh, yeah. we'll always. I'm always trying to you know keep him more. And so I had to go to him. It's like, hey, do you remember this? And he's like, yeah. And I go, that wasn't really. He's like, what? And I was like, no, I got fooled. I thought it was real. And he was like, oh man, you know. I'm like, I'm telling you, yeah. You know, I'm trying to te- teach him at an early age that you just because it looks like it's real doesn't any it does that doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh yeah, and it's oh especially not now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, they can, man, I don't know. It is, it's bad, too, for, like, I worry about that for uh, certain older folks, because, like, you know, you get, like, AI deepfake, like, vocals, where, like, I've heard of scams where they'll call someone's grandma, like, with their own voice, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean, and I, I don't say know. I'm you know, in trouble. They can. I've heard of that. Yeah, no, they can, I've heard it on the news, they can, they can mask your phone so they can get your phone number. And so they'll That's call crazy. your grandmother with your phone number. So she sees your number. Yeah. It's like how, and is, then, how is anybody's grandma supposed to be prepared right. for that? And it's all like, <laughs> and it's like, hey, it's Cameron. You know, I'm in a lot of trouble. You know, I need a thousand dollars or whatever. And then they're like, oh, let me, you know, and just wire me the money. I have to, I'm sorry, Granny, or whatever. You know. And then yeah, because yeah. if your grandma and they're scared, Jeez. they'll send you the money. And it's just like it's so what wrong. a nightmare. Oh, it is a nightmare. Yeah, no, yeah. You probably need to like get code words like with your family members and say, look, if if if, right. if you if I ever call you and say I need money. You, you asked for the code. Oh word. man, I'll see. I'll have like Facebook friends that that like I'll notice them. They'll share something, you know, that's like AI and uh, like like AI images and is like kind of talk about it like as if it's real. And I'm like, y'all, can y'all? And now maybe it's because I messed up with Mid Journey a bit whenever it first came out. But I'm like, man, that is obviously a Mid Journey rendering, you know, mm-hmm. like like. But some you people can't at, tell. Like, the proportions. No, and especially if you're not looking for it. Like, like then if, you, if you're not expecting it, then why would you see it? Sure, like, there was right. one that I saw the other day that uh, somebody, and this isn't even an older person. This was like, like, this was like somebody, you know, probably in their 30s or whatever was sharing that. Uh, it's like Rick James's house, like from a Playboy 1970s, whatever. And if you really look at those photos, I mean, it looks crazy and it's visually stunning. But if you're really looking at those photos, like that is nobody's house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not real. Right. You look but, at the like, details. It's, yeah. Like it's surrealist. Like, and it isn't Rick James either. Like look at his face, you know? Uh, so it's just kind of funny. Um, but again, like I think it's just like, whoa, look at this visually striking thing. And it, it, yeah, you're not looking for it. If it doesn't like obviously say it, then, you know, people are like, and it, and this one even like had like a fake. You know, like, 
you know, circa whatever. And at this place, he like, but it kind of, it had hashtags that said like mid journey, hashtag mid journey, hashtag AI. And you're like, well, that's a dead giveaway. Right. They're trying to tell you that it's not real. Yeah. They're trying to, but they're also kind of like without saying it. Right. But yeah, but they're not, I mean, really they're not like lying about it. Yeah. In those cases. Now, now there's them. other ones that, there's other ones where you, you can see them start to like, I don't know, like, like they, they kind of need to convince you that it's not just something that a computer made up so that you share it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Well, whenever they get it all figured out. And right now it's just about sharing, but you know, it could always go, who knows? When they get it figured, figured out really good, I'm going to make, I'm going to start making new War Party videos. <laughs> AI videos. I we should get make a, a war party AI video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Fix the French in that for, that one where Tyler's in the bathtub. Yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> All right, on, dude. Man, I probably should let you go. We've we've been talking for over an hour. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, dude, it's always fun talking to you. Likewise, man. And so, and then um. I'll have some links posted and so they can find you, but the, a good place is Bandcamp. You have all your Cameron Smith stuff and, and the, yeah. the sort of stuff there. Yeah. And they can also find War Party mm-hmm. and stuff there as well. Perfect. So, yeah, that works. All right, man. Well, and then um, in a few weeks, whenever you have your song out, I'll definitely play it on, on the show as soon as it comes out. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd, if I had a master uh, with me right now, I'd, I'd let you do a sneak peek, but I'd, I don't have it mastered yet, so... Oh, okay. Then no worries. I'm gonna. Um, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the audio from. Um, you just did one. It was like just you solo, on a guitar. I forgot what song it was now. Of uh, on what? You just did it like maybe like a week or two ago. You were played somewhere live, but you also put it out as a video, and it's just you playing the guitar. Let me see here. Oh, is it? You won't look back or something? I think so. Let me see. That might be that. That's the song I was telling you that the band played for the first time the other day. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a newer uh, song. Yeah, that's super new. Like, yeah, I just wrote it like a few weeks ago. So that might be the one. I've got uh I got a version. I was going to I've been I have a home recorded version of like that Nurikabe song that's like closer to how it sounds when I do it now. It was released on the uh last Zero record, but um I've been thinking about releasing that too like ahead of these two studio singles just to kind of I don't know I haven't decided if I'm going to do it yet but it's ready so if if you'd like that too I can send it your way but but whatever you feel like doing man Okay yeah so what did I put on here let me see here I just grabbed a bunch of songs cuz I want to I I'm going to play Wait just because I'd already thought about sure. playing that um Real Love that's what it was Oh, real love, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a new one too, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna play that one because it was it was new and it was just you solo. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought about playing that one and then um, and like wait, just kind of as a contrast. Yeah. From like sure. way back when to like you know now and then, whenever you come out with your new band stuff or whatever, I'll play that on there and then um, I'll push everybody to listen to the last I, couple of. I have a couple of Serdudo songs too that I was. Cause I didn't know what I was going to play. You know, I have bad ways sure. to feel well and Fortnite. Cause those are a couple oh, yeah, of, yeah. of my favorites, you know, too, but yeah, I'm just kind of looking yeah, those through. are like some of the more like kind of snottier ones too. <laughs> oh, I really like the I video mean, lyrically, for the, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess a little bit, you know, but I think that's why I like it. It's got a little bite to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. And I also like the, the video, um, Oh, the bad ways video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was Jared. Stuff. He did. He did a lot of the. You know, so like so the, some of the just like sketches, like skit videos, where Peter Marsh uh, did the shooting and editing, and 
and well, we all kind of edited it together, but like, uh, Peter had the, the technical skills and we were just over his shoulder being like, do this, do that or whatever. Okay. Um, but like the music videos, like blame the blues and stuff. And even the no exit one, that was all, uh, Jared Costa's and, uh, Kate Co- Cassidy Costa's, um, Nouvelle mode. Right. And they're just old friends, you know, okay. like they did the group therapy, uh, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Commercial, like the infomercial thing, remember? That right. Like all the parodies of music videos from like the 80s and shit. Yeah, because Toy Gun did um, Come On Eileen, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. That was funny. All right. No, that's cool. Yeah. No, that was a good video, though. Um, yeah, so they were the same folks that did, uh, they did the Bad Ways video, too. So, yeah. So, yeah, no, it, it felt like one of the old War Party videos. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was for cool. sure. It was good. thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice like transition moment. Now I was having fun. I've been like I said, the last couple of days was like I was just really in like some war party moods and listening to. I was like, man, I really miss war party. You know, <laughs> that was just a fun time. It was a good. Yeah. It was a really fun band. It was just it. It seems like it was the perfect band for that time. At oh, least, that's awesome! I'm glad to hear that. At least yeah. for 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 me and like what I was going through and me just kind of getting into the scene and everything and kind of learning everything. Um, being in, in this part of town where it was just right down the street from my house and meeting like you guys and all the different people. It was just, it was really cool. You know, it was, yeah. And, you know, the war party was like the perfect soundtrack for all that, for that time. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. So. I love to hear that. Yeah. That's great. All right, man. Yeah. Well, I'll put this together probably tomorrow since it's, um, everybody's on vac- vacation. I'll just release it Tuesday morning. Okay. Sounds good, man. Okay. Right on dude. Well, it was right. good talking to you. Likewise, yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. All right, bye. All right, bye. The Funky Town Podcast. Baby, so much for pride. Darling. Why should we hide when I feel something reaching in for me? It's a real love that satisfies and makes me sing. You know, a man is just some stories he needs to believe. But this is real love, babe. It's older than you and me. Baby, let's go.
Just a 